0: Welcome, True Believer Readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, and here is a guy that makes me feel six inches high when I stand next to him, my tall friend, Eddie. How you doing today, Eddie?
1: Uh, I'm uh, rock-a-lick-and-ready, James B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I'm not a giant, but, I, you know...
0: Eddie, for our listeners who don't know you in person, how tall are you, really?
1: I, I'm six foot one most days. Well, it, I don't it, know if I...
0: It feels taller being around you. It, I, <laughs> I assure you, I, do I could feel be rather sure. bombastic though, a little loud sometimes. <laughs> got the got the spiky hair going sometimes too. It just can be very intimidating. <laughs> Eddie, I'm a big Mysterio fan, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's because everybody was like loves Venom and the Green Goblin, and okay, I if you've been following our podcast, you know that I've kind of got this whole like you know bromance with the Vulture a little bit here. But Mysterio's <laughs> always been the guy that I really was like, oh, I love Mysterio. I love Mysterio. He seems, because he always seems kind of cool, you know? Um, so I, I'm very excited that we have a, a double Mysterio to talk about. And without further ado, can you let me know what, what's going on with Mysterio?
1: All right the Amazing Spider-Man issue 66, The Madness of Mysterio. Mysterio's back, and he's building weapons in tiny amusement parks. We get a flashback to Annual 5, where he was captured along with the wizard, and how he broke out of jail using chemicals from the jail pharmacy. Meanwhile, Spidey returns to a damaged Daily Bugle building and the scene where he had recently fought the Vulture to retrieve his clothes and camera.
0: Wow. A lot going on at the beginning of this book. I want to talk about the fact that we have that flashback to Annual 5. Mysterio Eddie, he's in Annual 1 and Annual 4, right? He's in both of them? He is, isn't he? There's really no the villain in the annual two was eddie do there would you
1: it was dr <laughs> um, strange's yeah villain like buddy. something do
0: zandu or something it was zandu remember yes and zandu. then and then the annual three it's the one where spider-man has to like subdue the hulk i mean it's not really a villain in that per se right we, so,
1: we got we got all the Avengers in there <laughs> yes i know annuals
0: so here we go, Mysterio comes back, and he's like, you know, the guy from the annuals, and I'm surprised that they referenced the annuals, because until this point, do you remember an issue that has referenced an annual in any way?
1: I thought the annuals were something that was totally separate from what was going on. Like, like they, they didn't really work within each other, ever, you know, within the normal comics, but... No, I was really stunned to see this—not only flashback, but like talking about how he was captured too. Yeah, it's so very they, surprising.
0: So they 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 reference the annual. and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. And then I look at the picture of him and the wizard, and you can barely—it like, uh, looks like some generic guy. And he goes, "I was captured with my hapless partner," and I'm like, <laughs> the wizard, right? Like, you love the wizard. You guys were so impressed with each other, and he doesn't even name drop him. Like, what the heck? It's pretty brutal, pretty brutal
1: uh, partnership there uh, after the fact. I guess, I think he's just sore from losing to Spider-Man and uh, the Human Torch. I was just surprised. Uh, What else happens after this, Eddie? That night, a distraught Peter sleeps poorly with visions of all the people he's concerned about in his life. He awakes distraught and goes to the Bugle in the hopes of finding a forgiving J. Jonah Jameson, only to get fired. (laughs) In a fit of depression, he sells his rock-a-lickin' red bike for some cash. Mysterio appears suddenly, but Peter, still rather sullen, doesn't give chase. Thankfully, he bumps into Gwen, who forgives him, which buoys his spirits, and they head to the coffee
0: bean. Eddie, I don't think we're going to need the complicated ladies of Peter Parker's life anymore. I'm telling you, he and Gwen are in love, and, and it's like when you first fall in love and your friends are... Sick of you uh, calling each other schmoopy because you're ignoring everyone. I mean, at some point, you've been on the other side of that, too, where you're like, oh, my God, this guy's so into his girlfriend, <laughs> and he's ignoring me, or she's so into her boyfriend and ignoring... And you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I Yes. They they seem to be infatuated with each other. Oh, that's the word, infatuated. I just call it the <laughs> stupid early stage where nothing can go wrong, and you're all like, oh, you know... People in the room are, like, talking about them, or things are happening, and they just see nothing. They They're just... This, this part right here, uh, up to this point, Peter had been so sad.
1: And I know, like John Romita, he has a tendency to really focus on faces, I feel like. And I, James B., I counted up the number of sad faces in this issue compared to happy faces. Because we do get some happy faces from Peter, of course, once he sees Gwen. You want to know um, which one won, the sad faces or the happy faces? Up until this point? well no i'm going to count the whole issue not up to this point
0: Ooh, exciting um well i know that he sees gwen that's six happy faces but uh why don't you just tell me
1: i as in usual form he had 10 sad faces and Mm. you know listeners you can go back and tell me about i there's also i almost counted distraught faces because like when jay jonah fires him Peter's not very happy, for sure. But I would consider that kind of a shocked, distraught face, um, not a sad face. There's there's a lot of downright, like, sad faces. And I understand he's selling his red bike. It's, it's quite a turn for poor Peter. Didn't even get half his money back, so
0: that, that bothers me. I'm going to continue on, James B. Actually, I, I wanted to throw one more thing in here. I'm sorry. Okay. Gwen still uh-huh. has tears in her <laughs> right eye. In two of the happy pictures, I am looking forward to not having those tears there. I can't believe I thought, okay, this is the end of that. Now it's tears of joy. John Romita, who I prefer to Steve Ditko, has got to stop drawing these tears, though. Okay, we're. I'm done with it. Please, please, no more tears. Please. Okay.
1: Well, I, I hope we get your wish soon, James B. But I don't know, Gwen. She's a very emotional young lady of joys and sadness, I guess. That's true. That's true. All
0: right. Well, these (laughs) two were having lunch. Anybody else having lunch in this issue? Yes. Also seeking
1: refreshment are Joe Robbie and Captain Stacy, who go out to lunch and discover they have a lot
0: of Spider-Man interactions in common. Um, I feel that this Spider-Man fan club here is a little bit forced. Hmm. I, I know they'll be like oh maybe i'll call captain stacy and he'll have some information on blah 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 let's go to lunch so we can both say we're both saved by spider-man i also don't feel like you need two people doing the exact same thing which is let's all be spider-man's like sort of ally there's i don't need two of Eddie. i'm just gonna warn you don't need two. yeah we gotta remember this is like
1: peter parker's uh slash spider-man and Everybody's supposed to be down on them. Right? There was a time when, like Peter, literally had no friends, and the entire city hated Spider-Man <laughs> for quite some time. I would say, so I, give me, give me Captain Stacy or Joe Robbie. I agree, James. B. Yeah, too much. To
0: um, also, I mentioned to you before when Joe Robbie showed up, how important I thought it was. Do you understand now that how he's becoming a little more of an important figure?
1: He's like an like an ally on the inside, kind of a, a foil to J Jonah Jameson, yeah. who seems to be totally off, like. In Blah yep. Blah Land,
0: this whole Coffee Bean place, by the way, uh, it just sort of snuck up on us. weren't they? They used to be going to someplace else about ten issues ago. Do you remember where it was? It was yeah. one of our sponsors. I, I I think it was called the Silver Spoon, the Silver Spoon Cafe. Yes, yes, it was one of our sponsors. So. Hey, look at me! You, you nailed it. I, I had forgotten. <laughs> I really had forgotten. I admit it. But the Coffee Bean showed up like it was like bloop. Now we're at the Coffee Bean. I wonder, I wonder what happened. I mean, I know the Silver Spoon didn't sell food. They didn't have anybody working well, there.
1: I think it it has to do with like a maturity thing. I think because it was what Liz Allen and Flash and uh, um, Harry's kind of hang, or
0: yeah, they had the, the part. That's what they had. But that's the place they had the party oh, for the Vietnam. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, well, it was supposedly Vietnam, whatever. When Flash was leaving, that's what they had the party for Flash when he was leaving. They had it at the Silver Spoon Cafe. So that was issue forty-four. Well. I, I think the Silver Spoon was more of a soda place, and
1: now they're going to a coffee place. So I, I think this is an indication that everybody's getting a little older.
0: Oh, that's, okay. that's how I interpret it. And that's why Joe, that's why Joe Robbie and uh, Captain Stacy have to go someplace with like you know waiters with ties and menus. Like, that's that's what Peter's gonna be going to next. They'll be like, we're not going that's to right. the Coffee Bean. We'll, <laughs> we'll go to this this place where the vulture hangs out. So. <laughs> All right, um, what happens when they leave the Coffee Bean there?
1: Upon leaving the coffee bean, Peter runs into Harry, who is distraught because his father has disappeared. They can't find Norman because he is back to being the Green Goblin. Peter heads home and breaks in the door when he hears Aunt May distressed, only to discover Mysterio has taken over the city's televisions to send a message to Spidey. Anna Watson arrives as Peter leaves to go after Mysterio in the place they first met, an old studio building. (laughs) Did they really meet in an old
0: studio building? First, yeah. James. B. No, I mean you've you've brought it up many times. That <laughs> I he got, love their first meeting. You got it because he got the note, right? He got the note that yeah. actually said, "Like meet me at the Brooklyn Bridge."
1: It's such an iconic New York symbol and a great,
0: great spot to have a fight. He should have said, "Meet me at the first place that you defeated me, Spider-Man," because that's what really happened, right? He he lost to him as they were fighting through the studios. That's where they. Yes, but he beat him on the Brooklyn Bridge. So he shouldn't be like when we had our first battle. I mean, there wasn't much of a fight. Spider-Man was caught in the gas. I think Mysterio punched him, and Spider-Man, like, fled. And then, yeah. they, and then of course, after Spider-Man was defeated, what did Mysterio do? He um, rode around what? in a car waving at people for his That's parade. That's right. Yeah,
1: he had a parade. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Jonah said he was, like, the greatest hero of New York or yep. whatever. Yep. Moving on, Spidey destroys the front door of the studio and begins fighting Mysterio. Mysterio fights in typical fashion but with wittier commentary (laughs) one thing I I
0: like what kind of commentary Eddie
1: what I really you know it's been a while I feel like since someone has sassed Spider-Man like I don't I don't find the Kingpin particularly sassy (laughs) and some of the other characters they're just so serious even when they're fighting but as soon as Spider-Man rips the door open there's three great lines here and the first one is I didn't think you'd be in such a rush to face your final Waterloo. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, Napoleon. And then he follows it up with, or do you have to rush because you rent that corny costume by the hour? Six sick birds for Spider-Man. And then he finishes like, you threatening me. That's the biggest laugh yet. And I really hoped that Mysterio would continue this banter. Although... Unfortunately, this is kind of the end of his sass. Uh,
0: He has one one more. Spider-Man comes back at him later and says something like, some guys collect... I get the actual line here. Some guys collect bottle tops, but your thing is toy amusement parks. So congratulations. (laughs) And then he says, yes, we all have our little idiosyncrasies. (laughs) Yeah, how could I forget that one? (laughs) That's a great line from Mysterio. He he squeezed one more in there. But Mysterio (laughs) is kind of a serious... You know, mind villain. So what uh, happens at the end. Like You're just done with the summary. I'm sorry.
1: Eventually, Spidey's blasted by a ray gun that shrinks him. In the last panel, we see a tiny Spidey trapped inside a tiny amusement park.
0: Uh, any issues with this issue, James B.? I never really understand Mysterio's motivation here. I know he gets humiliated like way back way back in the beginning and you know he gets humiliated and he's concerned about his reputation whatever but come on dude like you know you can finance an entire (laughs) Hollywood production you can take over all the TVs like that's a big accomplishment I've just taken over all the TV channels in in New York oh and I can create X-Men robots I mean he's this guy can do anything and he's like he's so determined to stop Spider-Man like just just don't just don't right
1: i I kind of see it actually as the total opposite because mysterio can do anything like what can't mysterio do clearly he could go and make millions from his giant robotic gorillas and everything um so he, like since he can do so many things he's going to try to do the one thing he can't do and that's defeat spider-man because what else could possibly be difficult for Mysterio? I, I, I thought he was just kind of a, an illusionist. And then it's clear that he's become a really brilliant kind of scientific genius for creating weapons and robots and all sorts of stuff. So I, I, I'd flip it the, the total opposite way, James. We can say wow. this guy's he's got too much you, skill, too many skills.
0: You have a good argument. So I will grade you on. I will give you an <laughs> A for your argument. And I'll give you a D for if I agree with you. How's that? <laughs> okay.
1: He's, he's a brilliant guy. Yeah. I I particularly like, you know what I liked? I liked his jailbreak explanation. Because this, we've had so many jailbreaks where like the beetle gets out of jail and they like hand the beetle his costume, which is extremely powerful and allows him to go back to doing whatever. And like Scorpion gets out of jail and he just got his whole costume. He could go right back at it. And like the vulture was getting out on good behavior. But Mysterio, he he like gets out in a legitimate way. I get sick of these soft jailbreaks. He like comes up with some kind of weird pharmaceutical fog that he tricks the guards with and gets out.
0: <laughs> right. They're like, his plan is I'll just get myself assigned to the prison pharmacy I'm like okay I guess you might as well why don't you get yourself assigned to the prison locksmith and just make yourself a key? why are they giving these guys access to the prison pharmacy like do they really need someone to work there from within they can't just hire someone and be like you're the pharmacist at the prison no no we've got cons that can do that job Why, why does this be the prison guard at that point
1: it seems like a terrible idea. Seems, He's just staying in character, though. He can't get out of character. I know.
0: But you're right. It was a better, again, I, it was a better. Very good point, Eddie. You did, you're doing a great job with this issue. <laughs> well,
1: thank you, sir. I I also noticed Peter had to sell his rock-a-lick-and-bike. Um, there's so many jobs he could do. Uh, hear me out here, James B. Sure. I think ahead. Peter could be, he could be an acrobat, I think very easily make a lot of money Uh, he could be as simple as a maintenance worker and hand in hand he could be a plumber or an electrician because I mean these are things that are kind of self-employed right Um, he could be and we've discussed this once before a substitute teacher he doesn't have to work like every day doing that and then of course he could always take up like a scientist role anywhere he's brilliant which led me to believe like Why doesn't he just invent something and sell it, right? Clearly, his web shooters are some advanced technology. And then my last two, he could be a mover, you know, like one of those college kids that moves things wherever you need to (laughs) move.
0: Sure, (laughs) Any one of those? uh, Some of those are good choices. I don't think he could be an acrobat. If you're going to put that in there, you might as well have him be like a wrestler, or, like a boxer, too. I mean, if you're going to, if he's, he's going to use his Spider Man abilities,
1: he, he just yeah. got, he's got it, he can tone it down. You know, he fought fat Flash Thompson. So, but he could like... be a
0: football player, too, then he could, because he could throw That's really true. far and run really fast. And he, you know, <laughs> he could be, a, but I think I know what you're saying. Like, he could probably find something better to do than be yelled at by J. Jonah Jameson constantly as a photographer, right? Yes.
1: I, my vote's for Mover. I think he'd be a great mover. They just call up Peter Parker and be like, "Hey, we got to move this stuff."
0: Sure, there's a—that's the number one job back in 1968. Mover <laughs> for a college student. Yes. If you, if you agree with if you agree with Eddie, send us a tweet at at Let's Read Spidey. We—I've got a couple more things to talk about here. I think we can push these things back later because we have a sponsor and we should just knock that off as Ooh. well too. Eddie. All right. You, Do you find yourself sometimes with you've got the kids going on and you're trying to figure out like what to do with them? But then there's also like cool stuff on television you want to watch. But you also should be uh, you know working out to get yourself in shape. And what should you eat? And when when should you make new friends? When should you change your friends? I mean, there's a lot going on. Do Do you find yourself struggling with some of these things? Absolutely, yes. Okay, well, Eddie Mysterio, formerly kind of a foe I guess of Spider-Man is now available <laughs> as a life coach <laughs> now hear us here out Eddie this is I, I was very interested in this and I, I'm not even I don't know why you wouldn't be first with his Hollywood background because he was a stuntman a special effects man and a producer he will help you choose motivational quality TV shows that you could watch he will make sure you're only watching what he thinks you should watch on television Okay. It's it's almost like you put him in charge of all your channels. Eddie, you need to be a healthier you, a smaller huh. you. He can help you lose weight. He can help you just feel as little and light. You'll feel six inches tall. He could he can make you feel really good about yourself. Okay. As far as friends, you can be more confident. If you don't feel like you have friends, he'll he'll get you friends, whether whether the X-Men robots or whatever, boom. There'll be some friends available. He can do all these things. Eddie, please don't be a hapless, bewildered, flighty person who could make silly mistakes like buying something and then, I don't know, selling it for less than half the money you bought it from. <laughs> be the kind of person to lift the spirits of everyone around you, especially ants, with Misty's Life Coach Services, LLC. Misty, yeah. Oh. Eddie, considering uh, giving Mysterio uh, a call,
1: as as the uh, address for this, the local jail. Do I have to go to the jail to talk to him, or is is he uh, out of jail? You know,
0: it's that it's that kind of attitude that tells me you could benefit from a life coach, a more positive attitude, Eddie. Don't think of it as being in jail. Think oh, of it be... as he's available 24 hours in one location. He's not running off to do other things you can you know where to find him
1: well i you know i have a heart of gold just like jay jonah employing ex-cons but i you know i'm not sure if mysterio totally gets me i'd I'd be a little concerned you know that he might get bored and deceive my mind into doing criminal activities at any time maybe
0: well you know that's one way to look at it but again you're it seems always kind of look at the you're sort of like a half uh a half empty kind of person here eddie so
1: if if i come home and all my furniture's on the ceiling then i i'm you're gonna have to come help me james b if that's all like right. the phone call i give you all, all right, my furniture's well- on the ceiling i need help
0: Hopefully you reach out to uh, to Mysterio. I believe he's currently working in the uh, prison, uh, sorry, the security guard for the prison uniform shop, helping them make security (laughs) guard uniforms. So that's if you need to reach him. Uh, Eddie, I have some other things to talk about. I think they can wait until after, because I'd like you to get to uh, The Amazing Spider-Man issue 67, if you don't mind.
1: All right. Issue 67, To Squash a Spider. He's trying to squash me, Spidey yells at the opening of this book. (laughs) Spidey is six inches tall, trapped in a tiny amusement park with a giant Mysterio trying to smash him with his fists. Illusions are everywhere, and Mysterio states his plan is to drive Spidey mad. It appears to be working when we pan to Dr. Bromwell, checking in on Aunt May. The prognosis is she needs rest and a more reliable nephew.
0: It seems Hmm. a little... You know, it's please plant it in there just to send a message to us. Agree?
1: Yeah, agree.
0: Okay. That's why he, and by the way, he only makes house calls because he can't just keep putting Aunt May in the hospital. You know, (laughs) it's just inconvenient for the show. So. (laughs)
1: All right. At the Bugle, J. Jonah Jameson is throwing a bigger tantrum than a toddler. Joe Robbie and Ned have had enough and head out to look for leads. Joe only finds a dead end when talking with Captain Stacy and instead talks with the son about an
0: unexplained problem. I'm going to jump in here. Um, you know, Sometimes when we have a guest on the show. I tell the guest, don't talk about the future because we really kind of don't know it. I mean, we know the very general future. Yeah. I'm going to say something very general here. There is this really terrible hero in, like, the 170s or 180s named Rocket Racer. Okay. I'm I'm calling it now. Could be this kid. Might not be. Huh? But I'm like, there's this, he's a, you look at this guy on the cover, you're like, oh, who's Rocket? He's, he's like a sort of an ally, it looks like. I think it's an ally of Spider-Man. But you're oh. like, this dude, Rocket Racer, this guy's terrible. And I see Joe Robbie's <laughs> kid show up, and I'm like, this could be Rocket Racer. Because why is this kid in the issue, right? But We'll find out in uh, let's see. Carry the one, you know, uh, you know, six months. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Uh, meanwhile,
1: Spidey continues to encounter trap after trap of Mysterio's. He escapes all of them, and Mysterio wonders aloud why Spidey won't concede as Spidey begins to realize his true surroundings. Eventually, he breaks the illusion and fights hand-to-hand with a normal-sized Mysterio. With two punches, Mysterio is defeated and webbed up for the police. At the end, we see Spidey swinging past a crowd of protesters seemingly unconcerned. Uh, what do you think of this
0: issue, James B.? Not a big fan of fighting and... I don't even understand what happened in this issue. I'm not smart enough to follow it. That, that
1: is exactly my problem with it too. I like I I actually really like the concept of this issue. Like the whole tiny Spider Man fighting giant Mysterio is really like interesting and I think I think it really leads to a lot of fascinating artistry in this issue. John John Romita really he pens a really fascinating fight sequence with all these curious traps that have been set for spider-man and in particular this this part when he's surrounded by mirrors that are enclosing him if you look on page six here james b spider-man is being trapped by mirrors and it's all darkened and black and he looks really concerned and Mm -hmm. i i think it's just it's a fun kind of artistic idea but what what exactly happened? I I was hoping you could help me with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all in his head. But then somehow still, Mysterio didn't beat him because
1: he <laughs> I don't right know.
0: Mysterio well, like I, I don't know.
1: Like, I like the only part I could say is like it, Mysterio didn't he didn't say he wanted to like kill Spider Man or like.
0: I don't right. think he wants to
1: kill him. He very clearly says he wants to drive him mad. And okay. I can only think this is like part yeah. of Mysterio's I, hang up. Is he like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to make you crazy.
0: Sure. So... If that, that makes sense then, right. That, then he goes through all this ruse, just doing crazy. Okay. I like that. I like that explanation. Thank you for, I'll actually, I'll accept that.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: I'll accept that. <laughs> That's good. You're, you're on point today. You're on, you're on point mark with the, the
1: calendar, everybody.
0: You're doing a good job. <laughs> um, I um I, I think I only have two things left in the notes, and one is, actually, I think the only one I want to talk about, it says on the cover, retailers, see page 32 for special display What is that? Plan. <laughs> yeah, so I did my uh, a little bit of my research, so you can cue the research uh, sound effect. All right. Um, a retail display allowance will decrease in the amount paid by a retailer to a manufacturer in exchange for a more prominent display of the product in the store or on the shelf. Oh. So basically they said, if you put this comic book in a good spot, you can get it cheaper because we're going to sell more bulk on this one.
1: Wow. Interesting. Yep.
0: That's how that
1: works. Huh. Well, where's page 32? I mean, are there 32 pages? I guess... I guess in the original, there were ads in the comic, weren't there? Of course.
0: Of course there were. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Things we learned. Bullets. Joe Robbie has a kid. Mysterio is very smart. Mysterio's motivation is not to kill Spider-Man.
1: Aunt May is always going to be in bed.
0: Peter's money is a problem still. Peter and Gwen are
1: star-crossed lovers.
0: Joe Robbie and Captain Stacy are both close to... Figuring out Peter Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, Eddie, we have to wrap things up here. If people wanted to uh, reach us on Twitter, it's at let's read Spidey. They can send us a tweet about this issue or about this podcast or about anything else. And where's our email again? Do you know it? Uh, let's
1: read Spider-Man at a gmail.com. Feel free to message us anytime.
0: Yep. And we had no guests today, but we do have guests coming up, but we could have filled this with a guest if somebody had wanted to. Um, Time for us to try our clothes, Eddie. You ready? J you said at Let's Read Spidey. It is at Let's Read Spidey. No, I got it right. That's our. That's our oh, thing. Okay. It's At Let's Read Spidey because the oh, Twitter it? handles have a have a cap on like number of words oh. you can say, so you, I couldn't take at Let's Read spider
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: it's true. Okay. Now we've learned something there. Um, and remember, listeners, when you see a tiny amusement park, you're about to go and say
1: goodbye. Bye bye.
0: There's a moment in the book that there's a tiny Spider-Man and he's getting attacked by Mysterio's giant hands and stuff. There's one moment in the film where Spider-Man gets punched by a giant Mysterio hand. Oh. It Because he's he's oh, going he, he, through the sequence yes. where he's kind of going crazy in the beginning. Yes.
1: Right. So
0: they gave a little homage, I think, to this series of books. It's at 119 in the movie, the big punch comes. And at one. 19 and like 25 seconds all the mirrors start falling down and then he gets attacked by spider-man who come through the mirrors uh but you had something you wanted to say about this movie too right
1: well i i just i was going to mention it because this whole plot seems so like what's going on in the real world when spider-man's six inches tall because clearly he's not six inches tall and like the illusion of being trapped in all these mirrors like how did this happen it's really unclear and you know the thing that I actually liked a lot about the movie was it was like a very plausible way of Mysterio's powers working with all those drones and, uh, flying around projecting images. Like it was, I liked that. It it gave me a better understanding of like how Mysterio could operate in the 21st century properly. So
0: he's trying to squash me.